Hey everybody, welcome back to A House Divided. We're coming to you from Miami, Florida. We just got back from the Bills-Dolphins game here in Miami. Yeah. You know, I'm feeling feeling some feels right now. You know, I know. I'm feeling some feels right now. Yeah, we, we know that you're feeling some feels right now. Um, we're here for a special edition episode with you guys today. Uh, we're going to talk about what's like being at a game live in person, what it's been like traveling down to Miami, and also obviously talking about the game. So let's get into it. All right, we're here. We're in Miami. Are you enjoying the trip so far? It's been a pretty good trip. Uh, I can't really... Can't really complain. The weather's been warm, but it's nice. It didn't and, pour on us like it did last and year. There was no rain. We definitely would have gotten rained on this year. Yeah. Yeah. This year's definitely been different than last year. Uh, I felt like last year, because we didn't know what we were doing whatsoever, uh, there was just so much more like energy, like pent up energy because of nerves. Yeah, I would agree. But this year, it was just like pure excitement because we knew where we were staying. Um, we stay, when we come down to Miami, we stay at the Stadium Hotel, which you can actually see um, Hard Rock Stadium right from the hotel, which is great. We love yeah, the view here. Neat. Yeah, it's a great view. Um, the staff is really nice. Like we've, it's obviously it's not like a five star hotel, but it it's great for what it is. It does the job. I mean, you're not spending a whole lot of time in the room. Right. And, you know, it's just to eat and kind of relax before and after the game. So, yeah. Well, and so then getting to the game um, last year when we were here, it was such a different feeling because they were doing all of that construction for the Formula One track. Yeah, it was torn up. Last year, it was like it was a complete nightmare last year between the parking situation, getting into the stadium itself. Um, and just like what you were able to do while you were there, uh, because it was still very much like the thick of COVID too. Like there was like oh, right, right. a resurgence of it around that time of year. It was really great this year to come back. There was no construction and just really enjoy the stadium. Yeah. Well, and as a Dolphins fan, having been to both stadiums, like what are your thoughts? It's kind of a hard give and take. Um, the Dolphin Stadium is much newer, uh, costs more money. So I would say that the Dolphin Stadium is, Hard Rock Stadium, is nicer, newer, more sleek, more uh, current style with where, where teams are going with their stadiums. But there is a, a certain charm about uh, the Bills Stadium, because it is older, has a little bit of, of, of history and charm to it. True. Well, and I don't think, I don't, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if the Bills Stadium is really used for many other sporting events. Oh, true. Whereas I know Hard Rock is used, obviously they have the Formula One track, but it's used by the University of Miami. Yeah. Um, obviously the Dolphins use it. It's, and I mean, I know the Bills Stadium is, but um, it's used for concerts. Like, I think literally Friday night, there was like a Lady Gaga performance here. Oh, wow. Um, so the stadium is 
brand new and used and all the time for a reason. Well, and so getting here from Rochester down to Miami, um, I would say it was pretty smooth. I'm a little worried getting back because there's a hurricane coming very soon. So we might be doing the rest of the week three podcast from Miami. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully, I mean, it, the hurricane is not supposed to be coming through until Tuesday, Tuesday into Wednesday. Um, so I guess we'll just hope that it stays on that timeline. Yeah. And it doesn't really speed up at all. We should be should be out of Miami as long as it doesn't speed up. Yeah. Well, and what I'll say is to any Bills fans or Dolphins fans that aren't in the area, like I highly encourage you to come to a game in Miami because it was it's been great. This is our second year doing this. Um we plan on coming again next year for the Bills Dolphins game that's down here. Um, and it's just been a great tradition to start as a family. Um, you know, everybody here is super nice and being a house divided, um, we obviously get, we get the, the people that are going to talk crap to us Mm -hmm. and they're going to be like, Oh, how, like, I don't know how many times today we heard, (laughs) how does this work? How does this relationship work? Or, Oh, somebody's not going to be happy when you go home tonight or something stupid like that. But I would say for the most part, it was um, it was quite pleasant, the, the positive interactions that we had. Exactly, and, yeah. And, you know, even after the game, we're, we're leaving the stadium and, you know, everybody's saying good game to both sides. And, yep. you know, everybody's giving the fist bumps. So it was definitely a, a, a good experience as far as um, Dolphins and Bills fans reacting to both of us. Yeah, for sure. And obviously you're going to have those few fans that are throwing out, you know, the FU Buffalo Bills or, you know, just being crass and rude. But you're going to get that no matter what team yeah, for you're sure. rooting for or what team you're up against. And so you just have to anticipate that coming to a game. Um, and I know that we've heard it a lot. Like a lot of fans are like, you know, I'm nervous coming to Bills game in Buffalo. And I honestly have to say that I feel like now is a very different time than going to a Bills game in Buffalo 10 years ago. Oh, for sure. You're not going to be, you know, getting drinks dumped on you. And I mean, you're going to, there might be fights, but that's just, you're going to have those people that are too drunk and stupid things are going to happen. Yeah. But that happens here too. Yeah. And the, the fan base is definitely, you know, the Bills have been good uh in recent years and obviously including this year as well so i feel like the fan base is kind of in a in a better mood yeah. and a better outlook of their team so it's not just going to the stadium to get smashed up and pick a fight with somebody you know they're there to see a they know they're going to get a good game they know that their team is most likely going to win <laughs> so well and it was it's was nice for you this year i mean Anybody that remembers last year's Bills Dolphins game week two, when the when Tua got hurt right away, right away got his rib injury, and then um, the Bills shut out the Dolphins thirty five to zero, and I would say by like halftime of that game, Dolphins fans were just pouring out of that stadium, and by probably like the third quarter, there was. 75% Bills fans and 25% Yeah, you, you Dolphins. Could, 
the the cheers uh for the bills were were taking over last year yeah especially <clears throat> especially later in the game as the the dolphins fans started to leave it was you know 21 28 to nothing and they hadn't really showed any any glimpse of even putting any points on the board at mm-hmm. that point so it was definitely um a much different experience this year to actually have a uh, a well contested game and coming right down to the end uh you, you didn't know who was going to win no not at all i was nervous i was very nervous and i will admit now that the game is over that coming into this week's game i was i was nervous coming into it you know um as moving in and getting into the game a little bit in more detail we had so many injuries both prior to the game and then in the game itself today. Yeah, it seemed like every time you looked up at the at the scoreboard, they were showing injury reports and it was a handful of guys out for heat. It just said heat. So I don't know if that is honestly like heat stroke, heat exhaustion, or if that's like cramps or anything like that, but... Well, and it was brutal out there. Anybody that was at the game today, I'm sure you can attest, it was like, I think the actual temperature itself was like 92, but the feel like temp was like 101, 102. Yeah. And if you were in the sun, you weren't in the shade, it was brutal. Yeah, it's crazy how much the shade really, really helps you out. You know, I I give props to every single player on the field. Absolutely. and and coaches as well everybody that that goes into making these games happen is just sitting out on the sidelines roasting well and i honestly i we talked about this prior to the game starting um the dolphins head coach mike mcdaniel he comes out and he's wearing a hoodie and i'm like how the heck is this guy out here in a hoodie in this heat and you made a good point that when in preseason he came out dressed like that he wants to be feeling what his players are feeling. And obviously he's not, you know, working out to the extent that they are while they're in, in the game. But I give him major props for wearing a hoodie and kind of sticking it with this heat because he he doesn't want to be sitting on the sidelines cool as a cucumber while his guys are out there dying. Right. Well, and the Dolphins wore their all whites, white tops, white bottoms. Mm-hmm. So it was... You know, that's as cool as you're going to get out there. You're not going to. When you add all those pads on there, like. In the helmets. I I mean, I was wearing a baseball cap and it made me warmer. Right. I mean, I was wearing my blue jersey with a black t-shirt on underneath. And let me tell you, that was sticking to me because I was so hot. Yeah, for sure. Well, getting into the game in a little bit more detail. um, Started out. The, the Bills looked really strong at first. Yeah, they did. They, you know, I can't tell you how many times that our defense, you got, they held you guys to a three and out and you'd pump the ball back. And then as the game kept progressing, I just kept getting kind of disappointed that we would get the ball back and then we'd march down the field and do nothing with it. Yeah. The amount of opportunities that we had with that ball and we just didn't seize those opportunities was honestly disappointing yeah especially after seeing how these bills performed in week one and week two against contenders i would say after seeing the first three weeks of of the season 
contenders that are very equally matched to the Dolphins. Yeah. Um, you know, I wouldn't say you guys are quite up there with the Rams yet, you know, no, quite Super either. Bowl champs. But I mean, I would say after seeing how they performed, you guys and the the Titans are very well matched. Yeah. So seeing last week compared to this week, I was just like, what are we doing? Yeah. So I wonder, you know, maybe the heat did play a part in it. I know that the Bills didn't fly down until yesterday. True. So they weren't practicing in it. They didn't they didn't do the Bill Belichick, we're gonna come down four days early and try and acclimate to one who knows how much of that had to do with the fact that we did have a shorter week. Oh true. I don't know, you know, if we played Monday, the guys were off Tuesday. Yeah. Some of our veterans, like Stefan Diggs, didn't play, didn't practice on Friday. Right. So it's just a matter of with that short week, what that really did to our players coming down here yeah. yesterday to play today. Right. Right. Makes sense. Speaking of how players performed, let's let's talk a little bit about Tua. You know, week two, monster of a week. I was, you know, as somebody who appreciates the sport beyond their team. I was so proud to see what he was able to do as a NFL quarterback last week. That is a game that we will be talking about for decades. And then this week, he was a little bit lackluster. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like uh, week one and week three, it was more so he didn't need to be throwing those deep balls. So I don't know if it would just wasn't wasn't part of the game script. And, you know, obviously when you're down by 21 points going into the fourth quarter, you know, you're just picking a guy and letting it fly and you're calling all those deep balls. True, you're just launching that ball into but the air. But today, you know, the game was never really out of hand for anybody. So I feel like you had to play a little bit more conservative. But I would agree that, you know, Tyreek Hill was pretty quiet today. I don't know what his stats were, but, you know, Jalen Waddle had four catches for just over 100 yards, one big one to, yep. to set up the last touchdown there. But, yeah, it was um, – I was expecting with as many injuries that the Bills had in the secondary that, that they were going to be able to take advantage of that. And I don't know if they chose not to or the Bills – the the – the rookies on the outsides and the two safeties that came in, maybe they just played a, a good enough game where they were like, you know what? We're not going to be throwing those deep balls unless we have to. Yeah. I got to say, you know, as we went into this game, we both anticipated it being a really high scoring game. And the fact that it wasn't regardless of all of the injuries, I expected this to be a little bit more of a back and forth game. Um, and, I was really shocked that this was a lot more of a defensive game than it was an offensive game today. Well, and circling back to Tua specifically, um, let's talk about the hit that he took. Yeah. So remind me of the play and how that went down. So obviously he was um, making a throw and he had kind of, you know, moved out, out to the outside of the pocket and threw the ball and, I don't know if it was necessarily a late hit. It wasn't. I don't think it was necessarily a penalty late hit. No. But it was a little bit of a, a later, you know, the ball was already gone before before Tua got contacted. And, you know, Tua was probably um, falling back on it, you know, kind of his momentum was taking him backwards. backwards. And uh, the Bills player 
did kind of follow through and give him a little bit of a, not really a shove, but a little bit of a push. And uh, Tua lost his balance. And it seemed like his back hit hit the ground and then his head just whipped back and, and bounced off the turf. So it was, I mean, as soon as I saw it, it was, it was, it looked bad. It, it yeah. looked like one of those where it doesn't really matter how strong you are. If when your head bounces off the, off the ground like that, you know, there's always cause for concern. Well, and there's only so much those helmets can do, you know, your head, like it's meant to protect you, but when your head is bouncing off the ground, like, it's not just your head, like the all of you is bouncing off of the ground at yeah. that point. Yeah, he was he landed flat onto his back and his head, you know, was like a bouncy ball. Right. And we've both been all over social media since the game was over and seeing the reports that are coming out now, um, you know, there's talks of how he just was incoherent a little bit when he got to the sidelines. He struggled to get from the huddle to the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, he um, stumbled twice, I think, just getting up before they even brought him over to the sidelines. Teddy Bridgewater ended up coming in and yeah. playing, what, two or three plays before the halftime? Yeah, it was. Yeah, just finished it up right before the end of the first half. Well, and then that gets us to, you know, kind of the meat and potatoes of what happened afterwards is obviously he went in for concussion protocol during the halftime. Um, and I'll be completely honest. I was shocked to see him come back out and play in the third quarter. Yeah. I thought he was going to be done for the day. I really thought, yeah, I really thought he was going to be done for the day and I'm going to be intrigued to see post game evaluations, what comes out about Tua and how he's feeling and the results of that, because the NFL has already said that they're opening up an investigation into those concussion protocols and how, the Miami Dolphins handled that today. Yeah. Which I'm not going to lie. I don't think, I think that Tua not being in the game, obviously it would have had a huge effect on how the game was played out. I don't know if it would have necessarily changed who won or who lost, but I think that it would have changed the whole vibe of the game. But more than that, it's such a question on the safety of the players. Yeah. And where the mindset is on the NFL of putting a guy back in that maybe shouldn't have been put back in. Yeah. I mean, I know years and years, decades ago, yeah, um, guys would be crushed in a hit, go off to the sidelines, and, and then come back out and play again. And it's like those were some serious hits where you knew – just looking at the guy kind of like today where couldn't stand up and didn't really know where he was, but he's back out there on the field, you know, even sooner than Tua was, at least Tua had a, the halftime to gather his thoughts or whatever. But, you know, they used to send guys right back out there. Right. A couple of minutes after they had a big hit. So they want to, you know, the NFL wants to, to keep players safe and make it Healthy. so they're, their livelihood isn't going to be in jeopardy yeah. based on a team trying to win a game. It's a game. It, these people's lives are, are far more important than a win or a loss on a, on a column. I absolutely agree. Um, well, and I know you've said it yourself and the debate's been made on whether or not Tua requested to come back into the game 
But I think at the end of the day, it's up to the coaching staff to say, you know, I know you want to come back into this game. We want you to come back into this game. But for your own safety, we cannot let you. Yeah. I know after his rib injury last year, he wanted to come back into the game. And I think, obviously, that was a much more apparent injury where they couldn't let him. Yeah. But the same goes for a concussion because, God forbid, he took another big hit and his head snapped back again. Who knows what could have happened? Yeah, you're you're risking your your future as a human being, not even as a quarterback. You know, you, you could be chopping years off of your life with extreme brain damage just to, to play a game. And I know he's he's a gamer. He wants to be out there. He wants to be leading his team. But like you're saying, you know, even if he wants to go, if he is showing signs where he shouldn't be in the game, then you, you got to just tell him, listen, you're you're not good to go. Yeah. And you're going to be jeopardizing your life if you go out there. I absolutely agree. And I think that not to the same extent, but we kind of saw similar things happen on the Bills side today. Um, it came out after the game that there was worries and concerns that there was an injury on Josh Allen's hand um, during the game. Yeah. And I honestly don't know if it, which hand it was, if it was his throwing hand or his non-throwing hand. Yeah, I don't know if they talk. I don't know. I don't know if, none of the reports I saw reported which, which hand. hand it was. But regardless, one of the things that not only you and I commented on, but a lot of people that we talked to in the stadium commented on is that Josh just really didn't run the ball today. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't do the typical, um, from what I've seen from him, where it's a close game and he needs the win, and he's just gonna be like, you know what, I'm gonna put the team on my back and I'm gonna throw it if it's open, and if it's not, then I'm just gonna take off and I'm gonna do it myself. We've seen him. We've seen him make that happen multiple times, too many times. But well, and I have to think like that last throw that he made. Um, that could have been for a touchdown. Yeah, the fourth and fourth and goal. Yeah, the I think it was to McKenzie. Um, it might have been yeah. He it hit the ground before it even got to him. So I have to think that that the suspected injury was to his throwing hand. Yeah. Because nine out of ten times that same throw, Josh makes that without a question. Yeah, for sure. So, I, I was surprised that ball hit the dirt. Yeah, I me mean, too. I, I saw how wide open that guy was. It might have been McKenzie. I saw how wide open he was, and my heart was sinking seeing him run away from that Dolphins defender, and the ball skipped. And, I mean, you got a guy that can throw the ball 70 yards. Exactly. And, you know, he, he didn't get it there on, like, a 15-yard throw. Right. And so, you know, maybe he tweaked it, but – um, I'm glad that the reports are saying that everything was negative, but I got to think that if he tweaked his hand, there were coaches, whether it was McDermott or the other offensive coaches saying, listen, your hand is potentially messed up. Do not run the ball. Do not make this worse than it could be. Yeah. And who knows if that same situation with a 100% Josh Allen, like, there's just so many things in this game that it was like, well, if this, then this. Yeah. But, you know, if we had a healthy offensive and defensive line, if 
our quarterback was 100%. If your quarterback was 100%, yeah. it just could have been a very different game. Um, and I, I wish we got to see Josh run the ball more. I wish that there were a lot of things that I wish. Uh, it was just, as a Bills fan, this – especially how we played week one and week two, this was a disappointing game. Yeah, I can imagine. And, I mean, it. I would say with all the circumstances that surround this game, um, I, I mean, you, you got to give the Bills credit for, for making it a two-point game Very on true. a short week, coming down to Miami when it's 101 in the sun, and they're just, you know, they, they made a couple of mistakes, but they still, at the end of the game, uh, showed that they were a good team and stopped Miami close on the goal line, made them have to punt out of their own end zone, got the ball back with just over a minute left, and were in a position to – they were probably five five or so yards away from being able to kick that, that field goal or give, give them a shot at it anyway. Absolutely. Well, and speaking of um, that being a two-point game, that leads us right into our – top plays of today's game so our top plays of today um I'll go first my top play of the the day isn't actually a play made by the Bills um but it was a play that definitely helped the Bills (laughs) um and it had to be that uh Morstead punt in the fourth quarter um two things one Love the fact that we got the safety there and it gave us the two points. Wish we could have caught it and it would have been a touchdown. Yeah, right. Because then we would have won the game. Yeah, because then, you know, well, no, so if it was a touchdown, you wouldn't have got the ball back. But but I think we would have There would have been almost no time left. I mean, you, you guys know. would have had that minute and a half left that and we, we did. And we would have had to have scored a touchdown. Right, exactly. Um, but second to that is – what i mean the nfl has posted this picture and they're like greatest picture of all time question mark um we both thought because we where our seats were we were in the end zone where that punt happened um we were in row five so we had like prime seats to watch this punt yeah we both thought that the kicker that morse morstead punted the ball into number what 14 14 into his back and so to find out that this guy took a football basically like up the butt (laughs) the but i just oh my gosh he's never gonna poop the same again no i can't imagine i mean you got a guy kicking it out of the back of his own end zone so he's putting as much oomph as he can everything into that ball to trying to send send it down and well, the you fact, know. I mean, that ball went straight up in the air, and it still went pretty freaking high. Oh, it was still higher than the goalposts and just barely, you know, snuck out of the back of the end zone. And it also went up that guy's butt first. And it was, and it was loud. It, right. Like, think about when you hear a kicker hit the posts on, like, a field goal or an extra point. Like, it was, like, that level loud, (laughs) and it hit some dude's butt. Like, oh, my gosh. I just, I feel, like, how is there not an injury report on that guy? Yeah, right. He's going to be sore for a couple days. Right. Well, and it's, like, when when they made, when they snapped the ball to to punt it, 
and uh, Morstead took his one step or whatever. And I just it looked weird. I'm, I'm watching it and I'm like, he's gonna kick the ball into the back of that guy. And sure enough, I mean, he almost kicked it through his legs. Right. <laughs> that would have been something else. <laughs> trickery. Right. Um, yeah, but the, I mean, that had to be my my top play of this game, not just because of the humor in it, but because of the fact that it, it did give us that safety. And the amount of times we all thought there was a safety coming in this game, like not just from the punt, but oh, from yeah. – there was the three some, plays the, that Miami ran before that that they barely got out of the end zone. Yeah, there were two two at least that I thought Tua was going to have the safety. So yeah. it was just a very interesting uh, course of events. So then my top play of the game, uh, not a whole lot of people have talked about this, but we were it was on the, the end zone that we were on is the, the missed field goal in the third quarter by Tyler Bass. Um, The ball came off so weird. The ball came off spinning sideways and end over, you know, just it did not look right coming, coming off of his foot. And it was a short, shorter field goal. Um, But from, from the videos that we've seen and the video that you took, um, it, it definitely looks like Emmanuel Agba got a hand or some fingers on the ball, and and that's why it was a, a missed field goal. So I, I just want to say that that was uh, pretty critical. It was a game changer for sure. They're coming down with the safety and everything like that. Um, the Dolphins win by two points, and if that field goal goes in, which probably nine times out of ten – that's a no-brainer field goal, you know, that that safety wins you the game at, at, at that point. So just um, like you were saying, so many, so many plays that what if, what if, and I guess that's a, a, a telling feature of a, of a good game. True. Where, where it's, you know, if this doesn't happen, then that team wins, or if this happens, then this team wins. So, Gotta gotta give props to to Emmanuel Agba if if he indeed did get his hand on it, which it, it looked like it did. Yeah, the so I took a video of that field goal because I mean in my mind I Tyler Bass makes that all day. Yeah. Um. So I was able to like zoom in on the field goal or the kick, I should say, and you can see just where his fingers just barely catch the tip of that ball. Yeah. Um. And I mean, obviously, one finger on that ball is just going to change its trajectory. Yeah, it's not, you know, they're not kicking it to be deflected. Right, exactly. So it's unfortunate. Um, not at all surprising, but uh, definitely changed what could have been for that game. So I'm not upset about how the game turned out, given how many people we had out injured given the things that we learned after the game between Josh Allen and Tua and um, just being there in the heat and knowing how bad it was ourselves. Yeah. As a, as a Bills fan, I am disappointed that we had the loss, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not disappointed in our team. We, we still put up a good fight and I think we play that game again tomorrow with the healthy team. I, I think it's, I don't even think it's close. No, I still think it's bills bills all day. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I, 
I'll take the win. Uh, ugly win is still a win. Um, number one in the AFC East, but I do agree that we play that game tomorrow with even 50% healthier Bills roster. And, you know, it, it's probably not not even that close of a game. Um, like I said, I'll take it, uh, but it's not necessarily one that you can super hoot and holler about. I know stopping the Bills uh, right on the goal line there at the end of the game is big, but Josh had a wide open guy and, you know, if he had a bone bruise or something going on with his hand and that's why he missed that pass, then, you know, that's, it's the nature that's a of the layup beast. for him. Right. It's And it's the nature of the beast. It's It's all par for the course of playing the game of football, like, Injuries are going to happen. Mm-hmm. You're you're gonna have upsets, but I think that the if we were to play this game again next Sunday, the only people that would pick the Dolphins would be the Dolphins fans to win. Yeah, for sure. And you know, obviously, I made my homer pick and I picked the team to win because I had faith in them, but I didn't think it would go down like that. And you know, I. I guess I, I underestimated the, the heat and the injuries. I did too. And with the injuries, not only do you have guys out there that aren't the starters, but then that also decreases your depth. Well, so now you can't rotate guys out as much because of the heat. True. So, so yes. guys are guys are out there and there's you know less rotation going on and they're just standing out in the sun. Yeah, well, and one of the interesting things that I actually read today, and I don't remember who posted it, so I can't guarantee that this was a credible source, was saying that maybe the Bills, the thought process here was, okay, some of these guys we could put in today, but let's just, you know, hope for the win, but take the L if we get it, and give these guys the week. And then next week we'll have a full healthy roster. Yeah. Players like, you know, Ed Oliver or Poyer, who very maybe could have played today. Yeah. Um, but they made the decision to sit them out and then there's no question of did we put them back in too early? Yeah. Well, yeah, and heaven forbid, you know, with all the, the injuries and the big hits and everything that was going on today that, you know, who knows that somebody doesn't re aggravate something or get another injury and and, you know, then maybe you're losing them for longer than just the one week. Especially with, like, I mean, even you said it. There was some kind of shitty play calling today. Yeah. There were, I mean, and I would say it was, it was on both sides, but there were definitely some penalties that were missed. And Oh, yeah. It's it's hard to be there and see it. Um, I mean, you see it on TV, but to be in the stadium and you see penalties and they're missed. Um, you know, there there was one view on the the Josh Allen um personal foul. Yeah. Where you actually see the player where that he like I don't know if he like shoved him or moved him or whatever whatever the gesture was that Josh made that got him the foul. The guy prior to that actually like punched Josh in the nuts. Well, I didn't see that until you had mentioned that to me, which is like, obviously. I don't know if it was intentional though. Oh, I get, yeah, maybe not. 
don't know. They were definitely getting chippy out there. Where there were definitely times where I thought there were going to be some some hands thrown. Yeah. So it was it was interesting. Well, it's over. The game is what the game was. Yep. Um, I think you guys are going to get your butts whooped in week sixteen. I think. Mm. In Buffalo. I don't doubt it. It's going to be cold. Yep. Um, I'll be excited to be sitting in the stands for that game too. Yeah. You guys are three and zero. How do you feel moving into the rest of the season? I mean, it's hard because none of the wins have been pretty wins. True. Um, you know, they, they kind of slugged one out against the, the Patriots week one, uh, held the Patriots to one touchdown. And even that one was not really a great touchdown drive by the Patriots, but you know, only scored one offensive touchdown that week. And uh, last week went, went down, it was 35 to 14 going into the, the fourth quarter and they had to pull out a miracle just to win that game. So that wasn't a very promising game. I, you know, showed that they can battle back, but, and then this game just. There was messy. It was, it was just a messy, messy game. You're right. Mm -hmm. And it was just going to be whatever team had the, the, the ball bounce the right way for them a couple times. And, you know, d divisional games are always, are always tough games. And the Bills have had the Dolphins number. And it, it took everything that happened today for the Dolphins to squeak out a win. It wasn't a pretty win. Um, when when the, the Bills turned it over on fourth down, I was starting to get excited because I thought the game was kind of in the bag. And uh, they couldn't get out of the shadow of their own goalpost. They couldn't get off the one-yard line. And then you never you never want to be punting that close to your line. You know, the, the punter is typically way farther back than that because they have more room. So I was worried about it getting blocked by a Bills player, right. let alone kicking it into his own guy. So, I mean, I, I would say that I'm I'm impressed with with the way that the team is fighting and getting wins in unorthodox ways. Uh, but if they're going to want to take this to, you know, the playoffs or, you know, even win a playoff game this year, they're, they're really going to have to tighten down the screws. And it, it's going to start with Tua if, if he's actually healthy. If he is not in concussion protocol, then, you know, hopefully he can play well on Thursday in Cincinnati uh, because Cincinnati looked good today. I mean, I know they played against the Jets, but they looked like uh, the team that, that we knew them from last year. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm happy with it. I'm, I'm obviously, I'm excited to get the win, be 3-0, and but there's still a, a lot of work to do. Yeah, and I'd, ha I'd have to say the same thing about the Bills. You know, they looked really good week one. They looked really good week two. Um, and I think that this week really proved where the holes are in our offense and defensive lines. It's You can't always rely on your first strings, and mm -hmm. you have to be ready to throw your second string guys in there. And I think this just showed that 
when push comes to shove, our second string guys just aren't up for the challenge. Yeah. And I get it that you you can't expect Bills by a billion with your entire 53-man roster. Um, right. But there is a certain caliber level that you have to kind of live up to when you're playing for this team. Yeah. And so moving into next week, you know, we play the Ravens. And, the, I mean, you're going up against Lamar Jackson, and he is just a beast of a player. So I'm really hoping that our defense is healthy by then because otherwise I think that's going to be a really scary game too. Yeah, he'll make you pay. He will. He, I mean, he's thrown for – or he's uh, rushed for 100 yards for the last how many games? Yeah, but, at least two in a row. Right. And so I just – it is concerning. Um, so I think that this this next week we have some work to do. And um, obviously – I, I don't think that this is after this loss. I'm it's I'm not hanging up my cap. I'm I'm not counting us out by mm-hmm. any means. Right for sure. Um, but it it just it uh, there's a, a Von Miller quote earlier that was talking about how um, strong men bounce back, and it's time to see how we bounce back from this. Mm-hmm. Or that's paraphrasing or something to that effect. So. I'm excited to see how they bounce back from this. Yeah, well, you know, you, you, you get the bad game out of the way. Mm-hmm. You, you have some mistakes, and you, you can review the, the game film and go over, see who played well on the second string and and who you need need some improvement from, and, you know, take that into next week and, and hopefully from learn from it. Yep, absolutely. Week four is going to be interesting for both of us. We're both going up against tough teams, but – I'm excited, and all things said and done, it was a great game today. Um, it was really exciting game to watch, coming right down to the wire, and I'm I'm just happy that we got to be here and see it yeah. live in action. Yeah, I can't imagine how it was watching it at home, and to be in that end zone where everything was happening right at the end of the game was the energy was, wild. was nuts. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if everybody heard how loud it was. But when loud. when the Bills had the ball, the Dolphins fans were were loud and crazy. And when the Dolphins had the ball on the one yard line, the Bills fans were giving them everything they had. So, well, and don't and as everyone knows, Bills fans travel. So, they I would say that that crowd was a pretty pretty decent fifty fifty split. Bills Dolphins fans today. Yeah, when when the Bills fans wanted to get loud, it was still loud in there. Mm-hmm. So. It, was, it wasn't like it was a small amount of them by any means. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we are going to release our regularly scheduled podcast um, coming soon with the full week recap and our moving into uh, week four recap. So be, keep your eyes and ears peeled for that. But we did want to share our insights um, and go a little bit more in depth since we are here in Miami Um and get to see this game live so don't forget to give us a follow on uh facebook instagram and tiktok at a house divided 37 and we will be coming at you again very shortly with our uh week four predictions go bills go dolphins